I V M. Hello and welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. I am Ashtin Doctor, your Habit Coach. And today we have a very, very special episode. I've been wanting to have someone discuss Vedanta on the podcast for a very long time because Vedanta gave me a different philosophy when I was passing through something in my life. And it really gave me a different perspective of thinking. And I've always wanted to have a guest over to discuss this and share this with everybody and, your, and the listeners. So super excited to have our guest today, Gautam Ji, who's joining us for this podcast. So Gautam Ji, welcome to the Habit Coach Podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Ashton. Happy to be here. So Gautam Ji, can you explain to us, you know, what is Vedanta? What is it that you do and how can we start understanding this subject? See, the word Vedanta actually is a combination of two words in Sanskrit, Veda and Anta. So Veda means wisdom, knowledge, and Anta means the end, the culmination, the ultimate, you know, the finality. So the literal meaning of the word Vedanta is the ultimate wisdom, the highest knowledge. And when you ask me what really is it, it is nothing but the principles of living. Another word for Vedanta, some of you may have heard is Sanatana Dharma. What does that mean? Sanatana means eternal. Dharma means the principles, the truths, right? So these are nothing but eternal truths of life, which one can really use in your day-to-day living to find peace, to find productivity and success. And ultimately, everybody wants true satisfaction and fulfillment, right? What's the use of being successful or when you can't find satisfaction within yourself? So that's why it's the highest knowledge in a nutshell. Because it gives you what you want. It's not that somebody is saying it's the highest knowledge. It tells you how you can be peaceful, how you can be successful, and how you can find meaning and purpose in your life. Actionable path to this idea of meaning and purpose and the way of living that exists. How how did you find out and how did you get onto this path? See, I was, uh, you're in, you're in Mumbai, right? right I'm now? in Mumbai. Yeah. So I was born and brought up in Mumbai. Okay. And, uh, I came to the U S as a 17 year old to do my undergraduate education. And I was never really interested in Vedanta before that, but, uh, my senior year in college, senior year, I mean the fourth year, the final year of college, when I was getting all these job offers and, you know, had a lot of very, very lucrative offers from wall street and, Uh, so on. And a thought came to me, you know, why am I doing this for? What is life really all about? It can't be just having a lot of money and a house and a swimming pool. You know, there's got to be more to life than that. So my mother used to attend my guru, uh, Swami Parthasarathi's lecture. He's actually based in Mumbai. Our academy is near Mumbai, uh, near Lonavla. Hmm. And uh, I spoke to him. Um, because I knew of him through my mother. And he went through the same thing 50 years ago. He was educated in England and dedicated his life to this study. So what he said resonated with me. And as soon as my college got over, I decided to come back to the academy, uh, again, which is near Lonabla in India. And uh, I spent 10 years there full time uh, from the age of 21 to 31, uh, studying Vedanta full time and you know, researching it, going deeper, teaching it a little bit. And then um, right now I'm, calling, I'm talking to you from, uh, from the US, from the New York area. So about uh, 15, 16 years ago, my guru told me, you know, 
he got sick and tired of me at the academy. I was there 10 years, right? <laughs> and he said, why don't you go to the US and start our work there? So I had the I had Vedanta USA, the US part of our work. Wow. And I teach and uh, live here now. Mm. Fantastic. So when people go on to this path, is it necessary to come to stay and do the 10-year you know, learning that you did? Is it something that is practical that you can put along with your life as well, that you're currently living, family, etc., etc.? How does that work? Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, see, what I did was, uh, it's not meant for the average person, right? Obviously, you can't take off. It's a three-year course, by the way. I stayed for 10 years for further deeper study. But a person like you, for example, you want to learn Vedanta, you have a job, you have a family, you have commitments. Obviously, you can't do it full time, uh, mm. take off and do it. So Vedanta is a very practical knowledge, which you can learn. I would say, if you dedicate 45 minutes to an hour every morning, that's good enough. Mm. You know, so we have particular courses and uh, a methodology for you to learn this knowledge where you are and apply it in your day-to-day -day life directly, of course. So all my students here, for example, uh, I teach uh, so many people here in the US and none of them have left and gone to the academy, right? They're all learning and benefiting. So it's very practical. Don't have to worry about that. That's uh, uh, see, it's like a scientist, you know, uh, a scientist secludes himself, goes into the laboratory like Edison uh, secluded himself for 10,000 experiments he did and, and discovered the bulb, right? Now, you don't have to do that to get a bulb. You just use it and put it, you go buy it and put it in your living room, right? Same thing. You know, the, so we are doing the research on it, but it's meant for all of you to live in your day-to-day -day life. So nobody's there. That's so beautiful. How do you start on this path? So like, are there principles that you follow? Are there important key ideas that, that we can discuss in this podcast that put everything in perspective for the journey in Vedanta? Yes, of course. See, now how you start is by first understanding the basics, right? The basic fundamental uh, truth which we are trying to explain here is, you know, okay, let me give you an example. It's much easier to do it that way. Now, the first time you got a smartphone, did you know how to operate it? See, you had to go through the manual, you had to go online, see the what are the various steps and all, right? I recently got a new car. Amount of controls and this is like flying an airplane now. It's a, Correct. Uh, but you got to know it, right? So you got to hmm. learn it. Hmm. So you uh, forget about the latest car, even when you learned driving all those years ago. Somebody had to teach you, right? Hmm. So you have a manual for your car. You have a manual for your phone. You have a manual for your refrigerator. Where's the manual for your life? Hmm. You got to understand it that way. Who's taught you how to live? Mm. So the basic premise you have to understand, when I say you, I mean the world, your listeners, is Correct. living is an art. It's a skill. It's a technique which has to be learned and practiced. Mm. So not knowing how to live and living your life, which everybody is doing, is like not knowing how to drive and driving a car. You will crash. And that's what you said. There's a depression. There's stress. There's addictions. There's divorces, you know. Why? Because nobody has been taught how to live. Mm. So the first thing to understand about Vedanta or life in general is we have to learn how to live it. So Vedanta is nothing but the principles, the manual for your life. Beautiful. So that's how you start. First understand you don't know how to live. You could mm. be a most successful person. You could be 
biggest CEO, you could be a president or anybody. Nobody knows how to live. So everybody's stressed out. Yeah, especially because we keep thinking that living is all about finding your success and going from one mm-hmm. success to the next, to the next, to the next. And it becomes this hamster wheel that we end up coming on. And we think that is life. And we think that, you know, that end point is coming and approaching and that is all that we have. And that's all that we're going to be doing. So true. Right. But nobody teaches us what life is and what life can be lived as. So, yeah, see, uh, there's a there's a great French philosopher, Sartre, you know, John Paul Sartre. Yeah. Uh, and he says, everything has been figured out except how to live. Hmm. Everything has been figured out except how to live. So you figure out everything about your life except how to live it. What's the point, you know? So, uh, you know, very interesting. The other day I was uh, driving here in New York down the turnpike. You know, the turnpike means the main uh, expressway here. And normally you see these big hoardings, you know, billboards. And you will see it on uh, insurance or Pepsi or, you know, something like that. Do you know what I saw? Three consecutive billboards. First billboard was, uh, what is this? Uh, Antidepressant. Are you having trouble sleeping? No, not antidepressants, sleeping tablet. We can help you sleep. Huge billboard, like Pepsi and Coke, they're advertising. And the second, I said, my God, what's going on? And then I went down a few miles, second billboard. Do you have addiction? This rehab center, literally on the on the highway. And the third was the best, you know, best in the sense is the worst. I, I'm not happy about it, but it was betterwaytodivorce.com. Oh, wow. Better way to do. You see it. Go to the website. You'll know what I'm talking. So, I mean, this is the condition, right? This is the most advanced part of the world, apparently. And this is where there's so much stress and agitation, you know. And it's not just individual. Look at the world. There's terrorism. There's war. There's corruption. Greed. It's destroying everything. So the first thing, coming back to your question is, one has to understand that look, I may be a very successful person, I may be highly educated, I may be qualified, but I don't know how to live. So the biggest impediment in this field is people, everybody believes they know how to live. If you go to your neighbor and saying, look, I'm learning how to live, he'd laugh at you. You don't know how to live, man. You're 40 years old, you don't know how to live. Just because you live 30, 40, 50, 60 years, everybody believes they know. So first principle is, I don't know, I need to learn. Okay, that's how you start. Hmm. What would this perfect life or beautiful life even look like? You know, I was just thinking about it while you were discussing the hoardings and we are so familiar with the current reality. What would Hmm. this, if we knew how to live, what would this perfect life look like? See, perfection boils down to one thing and one thing alone. Control over your own mind. Remember that. You control your mind, you control your life. Hmm. See, for example... There is nothing wrong with earning money, right? Everybody wants to earn money. Nothing wrong with that. But the problem is if you lose control over your desire for money, it becomes greed. Once it becomes greed, you're in trouble. See, there was a guy here in the in the springtime uh, this year, earlier this year. He went from 20 billion here in New York to zero in two days. Hmm. Have you ever heard, you read it in the, in the Wall Street Journal, 20 billion to zero in two days. That was the headline. This is greed. So the problem is nothing wrong with money. People believe Vedanta means you don't have, you should not earn more, nothing like that. But don't lose control over your emotion. That becomes greed. You want to enjoy a drink with your friends. Nothing wrong with that. But you lose control. You become an alcoholic. So a perfect life is one where you're not only acting outside, 
perfectly whatever work you're doing but you have a perfectly controlled mind with it so it is your mind which is destroying you don't blame the world see john milton says that the mind is its own place it makes a heaven out of hell a hell out of heaven so it's your mind so that's what perfection looks like perfect control over your own emotions perfect control over your emotions and i remember when we were discussing vidanta in the past we this whole there's this whole concept between the intellect and we talk about the intellect very very particularly can you define the intellect and what that is for our listeners yeah i was i was just going to come to that that's the next thing so the mind what we were talking about the mind consists of emotions feelings desires likes and dislikes so this entire part of you is called the mind now what vedanta has very carefully defined which seems very simple but nowhere in the world have they defined it where everybody believes mind includes intellect it's not the same intellect is your capacity to reason to think to judge and then act so self control means self management which is what we talk about in the corporates also right Mm-hmm. is the control of the intellect controlling the mind see i'll give an example again it becomes very simple you're driving down the road right and your phone pings there's a message come what does your mind feel like doing you feel like picking up your phone and looking at it it's just a feeling but your intellect has to be strong enough you're driving on a highway you can't look at your phone your intellect is not strong you start looking at your phone your whole life can be destroyed in one second you know 1000 accidents a day here in the us either fatal or serious is because of texting and driving what is this basic intellect doesn't function so intellect is the capacity to govern your emotion to control your mind see i had a student of mine this is many years ago he told me he got fired from a very big job he has in wall street a very lucrative job he said he got fired because he lost his temper at his boss now he tells me i he, four and a half years he couldn't get a job because the boss is a very powerful man and he made sure you know four and a half years mm. he says i wish i had just kept quiet at that time my whole life would have been different mm. what happened the mind felt the anger he couldn't control the intellect was weak and here is a highly educated person he lost his temper lost his job lost his life mm. literally took him 10 years to come back to where he was for what for that one little emotional outburst right so every day is this happening the mind is taking over and everybody is getting stressed out agitated is this something that has only started happening recently where it, people are just living from the mind where the intellect didn't exist or doesn't exist in some of us or is it something that has been happening for centuries no no this has been happening for centuries it's just getting accentuated far more now mm. because the mind it has there was at least some sort of control mm. instill when you were younger right you can't just see now the there is no training at all to to control the mind so the kids are completely have no intellect at all functioning okay. this is the problem so earlier because of the culture especially in india there was some sort of self control you know there was some idea of sharing there was some idea of duties versus rights so there was a control and that's why people were relatively peaceful now there's no control so the intellect has to be developed on a emergency basis emergency literally 
are there a couple of things that our listeners can start doing or practicing in order to start strengthening the intellect or at least awakening it comparing it using it compared to their mind yes of course that that is the whole purpose of vedanta is to give you a powerful intellect hmm. see what you need to do is the intellect is like physical exercise you know it's like how you strengthen your muscles suppose you hmm. have weak muscles you have hmm. muscles but they are weak how do you strengthen them you have to exercise them not once a year new year's mm. day i took a resolution i'll exercise by 5th january it's over it's not going to help mm. right it's a regular routine practice similarly you, there's a regular routine practice you have to think you have to question you have to examine your life all the time you have to question what you're doing why am i doing what i'm doing mm. like plato says that life which is unexamined is not worth living the life which is unexamined is not worth living so you have to examine your life hmm. that is what develops your intellect and you may say don't people do that nobody does it the everybody functions on what is called as herd instinct you understand herd instinct hmm? absolutely you went to school right as then why did you mm-hmm. go to school if i ask you everyone was what doing it of, everyone went to school what sort of a stupid question are you hmm? then what did you do college why everybody goes to college how can you not go to college do you know six out of the top 10 richest people in the world today either did not go to college or dropped out you know that mm-hmm. what college and i'm not saying you should not go but question then what did you do oh, that is a mistake i agree i got married <laughs> why did you get married after college job what else to do then you what did you do children why do you do children after marriage job what else do you do right i'm not saying you should not have children or not get married do it by all means but think why am i doing it what am i doing see the worst thing is this religion you know i'm not saying religion is bad but how it's practiced uh, at the age of 6 or 7 a person says i'm a hindu i'm a christian i'm a muslim on what basis does anybody uh, you know question what is their religion no and whole life you're willing to hate people because they're from a different religion you know today that's not the scope here as then but that's my real subject hmm. i can prove it to you in their own words all the prophets of all the religions said exactly the same thing hmm. so what are you fighting about herd instinct just herd instinct so no buddy questions see you you are asking me how does vedanta apply practically right if you question you will be brilliant you will be successful in your work you know that yeah. so what i mean is you were there right in the time when the cds were there correct mm-hmm. absolutely music cds what was the whole music industry doing mm. or how do you make a bigger cd a better cd a denser cd one person question why should there be a cd ipod right you all mm. know changed the whole world whole world was changed one question this is intellect how many times have we taken a taxi or a cab in our life billions of people have taken cabs billions of times one person question why should we look for the cab why can't the cab come to me that's uber change the whole world now you don't need a car you're in uh, you're in mumbai right now you don't need yes. a car call the uber who wants to deal with parking and all that what i'm trying to say is it's the questioning hmm. that builds your intellect so you need to start questioning so there are books which my guru has written uh he's he's 94 now going strong still working and throughout his life he's done research on this and written some books which i'll talk about which you can use to 
strengthen your intellect. You know, just have to read it. Mm. Early in the morning, you start and read it. There are lectures we have all over the world by our alumni who've been taught personally by him in Mumbai, in Pune. And I'm talking about India. I'm here in the US, of course, in the US. Uh, so there's a lot of things one can do to start this process, which we have. I love it. We're going to take a quick break. See you on the other side. Welcome back. All right, let's jump into the conversation. You know, the this questioning is so important because like you said, the quality of your life depends on the questions that you ask. And mm. on my desk, I have a whole list of questions that I keep looking at every time I feel stuck or I'm thinking about it. You know, mm. like how, what is the easiest way I could possibly do this? Or, you know, it's different, different things. What, am I, what are the things that I'm running away from? What are the things I'm not willing to see? Are there certain questions that, that are basic ones in Vedanta that people can start thinking about from today onwards? See, it, this, is the, this is the problem, you know. There, it is not one particular question. It mm. is an attitude of question. not going with the herd. Mm. So whatever you're doing. See, now you are in this field of uh, podcasting or media. You have to question, how can I do it better? Mm. When you're with your wife at home, you have to question, why is my relationship not smooth as I want it to be? Why am I disturbed that my children are not doing well or they're doing? What is affecting me? How do I solve it? But you're absolutely right. Even if you ask these questions, where's the material? Hmm? So I would start with a very simple book to help you ask the right questions. It's called The Fall of the Human Intellect. We talked about intellect, right? Hmm. So there's a book. It's a very thin, simple book available everywhere, whether it's Amazon or on your iBooks or Google or whatever. It's called The Fall of the Human Intellect. So you have to read it and it'll help you ask the right questions in life. It'll strengthen your intellect. At least start with that. And the second thing you have to do to uh, help you in this process of questioning, which is very important, is you have to get up early in the morning, which I believe nobody wants to hear, but there is no other way. Because why I'm telling you this now Understand that this was known in our culture thousands of years ago. See, early in the morning is a time when your mind is least disturbed by worldly thoughts and anxiety, you know. So it's the best time to strengthen your intellect. Now, what I mean is, you ask a drunkard also early in the morning, will you have a drink? What will he say? No, not now, in the evening. Why? Morning is not... You ask a gambler, let's go to the casino early in the morning. He'll say, morning, are you mad? Let's go in the night. You know Why? See, early morning is the, it's called the sattvic time, sattva. In, in fact, I get up every morning at 4 a.m. I don't expect you to get up at 4, but at least 5, 5.15, you can get up. You know, And if you start getting up early, automatically you'll sleep early. But that 45 minutes, one hour in the morning is when you should do your questioning. So get up early in the morning. I've given you two specific things to do and read The Fall of the Human Intellect. Start with that. My guru has written 11 books, but you can start with this very simple book and that will provoke you to grow your intellect. Amazing. This is the, a, a fantastic starting point for us to at least start examining and questioning and, and moving towards this life that you're talking about. Are there other important principles that we should keep in mind when, we, when we're thinking about Vedanta that you can you know, explain a little bit about right now? Yeah, of course. See, hmm. the, the other thing, but what I did not uh, explain, we didn't get to that is, 
people will be thinking who are hearing this or watching this uh, talk right don't i already have a intellect i have i am a highly educated person i went to this iit i went in fact i spoke to the iit alumni group worldwide hmm. last week uh, not last week two weeks ago and they were they were shocked you know iit is more difficult to get into harvard than harvard as you guys know and they've been living all their lives they said we didn't know the difference intelligence intellect so you may be educated in the best schools that is called intelligence that is not intellect so don't think because you're educated you have intellect see there's a person i know here in new jersey he's a brilliant doctor brilliant he knows everything about medicine but you know he just lost his license because of uh, alcoholism alcoholic you see the difference what i'm saying he's a very intelligent person intelligence means you are well educated lot of information intellect means you the ability to control your own emotion they're two different things so first thing you must learn is intelligence is not intellect intelligence you get from outside from schools and universities intellect you have to get on your own and that is what vedanta is for to help you get your intellect back to help you and then help the next generation get their intellect vedanta is the only way i'm not fanatic about vedanta but that has the principles of of living for thousands of years you know they just principles is not a religion it's not a particular person's opinion these are eternal principles so look at it like that first of all i don't have an intellect it's not intelligence second thing you're asking is look at it as the principles of living you know about 12 years or 13 years ago i was invited to a big wall street bank you know one of their partners knows me and he said you must talk to all my colleagues so i got a call from their hr you know the human resources this lady calls she's all agitated she's like we really want to have you here but we have strict policy against religion you know uh, this is this is this something religious i said uh, so i mean she said i am personally very interested but i don't know how to portray this to my uh, boss for approval you know so i said very simple tell him this he said newton discovered gravity she says yes Newton was a Christian she says i think so does gravity apply only to christians she says of course not i said similarly there are certain principles gravity is a physical principle that applies to all human beings doesn't matter who found it there are certain mental intellectual principles stress product productivity purpose fulfillment these are principles of the mind just because they were found in the himalayas thousands of years ago doesn't make it indian right these are eternal principles so these are the things to think about look i don't have an intellect and there are principles on how to get it. the last thing i would say in terms of you asking what what are the things we have to consider is we all start from the wrong end in life right from the beginning now what i mean is if i ask you you won't tell me in public guys then suppose i ask you to we talk or have a private conversation right? and i ask you uh, what what stresses you out man hmm? what will you tell me you uh, when i say you anybody say everything is perfect but that wife of mine I, that is a hmm? everything is perfect but the boss hmm? my neighbor here you go now it's cold right this morning hmm. was below zero here oh it's cold hmm? the weather is bad 
and then i go to a place with nice weather like la they'll be complaining traffic traffic morning noon night they complain traffic there right what is this you see what i'm saying what is the common thread in all this everything is wrong with the world i am okay and that is far far from the truth the, the does anybody say what is wrong with me that i am not able to handle the situation does anybody say that mm-hmm. it's blame it's complain all the time blaming the outside world but the truth is it is not the world that can give you peace or stress it is how you relate to it it is your relationship with the world so you have to learn how to relate see what i mean is i'll give you an example i was uh, this is about 5 years ago i was invited to peru you know um i speak to this uh, very prestigious group is the world's largest ceo group it's called ypo mm-hmm. and uh, it's a ceo ceo organization and i speak to them here in north america latin america all the time and um so they invited me to peru for a, uh, they're having a retreat there in the sacred valley you know near beautiful place absolutely magnificent and they were, we were in this resort and i was walking around my morning walk you know beautiful walk i was just enjoying it and i came around and i was near the entrance of the resort and this lady just rushes out you know and she's looking for something frantically in her purse i thought she's having a allergic reaction because she was so so i went a little close to her to see and help and by the time i got there she had taken out a packet of cigarettes and she smoked it and she looked so peaceful oh and at the same time another man walks by and he looks at her with such disgust that in a beautiful health resort like this you are smoking a cigarette you know you see what i'm saying the cigarette is the same object it gives so much pleasure to one person so much stress to another person so it's not the cigarette right it's how you relate to it and yet that person will say it's the cigarette which gives me stress another person will say it's that which gives me pleasure there's no such thing one man wants to divorce his wife another man is waiting equally desperately for the divorce so he can marry that woman right it can happen no it happens so many times all the time all the time see <laughs> didn't happen to you no huh? <laughs> no not yet not yet not yet so uh, see you see the philosophy there that one person is saying she is the cause of all my stress another person is saying she'll give me the maximum happiness so it's not the person it's not the person it's not the world it's how you relate to it so vedanta is the art of relating to the world you have to learn it as i started this interview you've got to learn how to relate you understand mm-hmm. beautiful absolutely my last question for this particular episode is what is the role of since we are on the habit coach podcast i have to ask this because i haven't found this anywhere else what is the role of habit in the way vedanta is taught what are the idea or concept of habits around it see a habit is nothing but a tendency which you have developed because of repeated thinking in the past you must understand that so let's say uh, you never smoked before right and you're 17 and of 16 or whatever your friends are smoking you start it your thought goes to the cigarette let me also try hmm? then you smoke it for the first time you go home what happens after a day oh i'd like to smoke it again your thought goes there again there's no intellect controlling 
so habits are formed by the mind repeatedly going to that object without intellectual supervision mm. Mm. so right now the desire or, or thought has become so strong over years and years and you call it my habit my addiction you know so you can use the same principle to develop better habits which is with the intellect see if the intellect is developed you can control the negative habits and develop positive ones see for example simple thing is the exercise you know you uh, you developed a habit of lazing because you've never worked on your physical exercise so your intellect understands look you got to exercise and you can negate that habit so vedanta is nothing but inculcating the positive habits with the intellect beautiful so remember this law of life as you think so you become in sanskrit it says ya mati sa gati as you think that you become so your current habits are nothing but your thoughts in the past so this habit coach right that's what you're called mm-hmm. habit coach is the intellect now you know today after all these years what your what your heading means correct it means intellect Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Because, you know, I keep telling people that don't start a habit unless you know exactly why you're doing it. And we have a mm. process of asking why three times. So you ask why, get an answer, ask why, get an answer, ask why, get an answer. And you reach that point that is extremely personal to you. And only once you question these things, should you even begin to think about forming that habit or not. So it is not a habit that you pick up randomly, but it's a very conscious choice that you make. Because ultimately, those are the choices that will, like you rightly said, are going to create your future. Right. You are right now with the choices of your past, but your future is created by the choices that you'll be making from now onwards. So absolutely, I love the way that you distinguish the two. Mm. The, you know, the habits that we have formed, just like that, are, are mind habits. But the right. ones that we have formed with, conscious thought and intellect habits correct see the 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 problem is the intellect is not developed at all mm. so everybody is a slave of their mind you know there's a einstein says a beautiful quote you cannot solve your problems with the same thinking that created those problems yes Or what habit you do so your you have a particular thought pattern which has created your present problem with that same thought pattern you can't solve that problem again you'll be back to square one this is what happens to everybody mm. they are trying to solve their problems like you're saying question uh, with what they already have a wrong pattern of thinking it's not going to change mm. so you need external help to change your thinking Absolutely. right and that's vedanta it gives you the material to have the right thinking available to you. beautiful absolutely beautiful i loved having this discussion with you gautam ji thank you so much for coming on the habit coach podcast how can people get in touch with you continue this conversation with you so that you know they can uh, learn more about vedanta see uh, those of you who are in the western part of the world because uh, i believe you guys have listeners from all over the world all over the world so yes anybody from the us uh, this part of the world you can go to our website which is meant for here it's called vedantausa.org vedanta v e d a n t a everybody knows vedanta usa.org and those who are in india or different parts of the world not in uh, america they can go to vedantaworld.org so it's very simple vedanta world for everywhere else other than the us otherwise go to vedantausa.org and that's where you will see what we do our lectures the books uh, we also have for the serious people e learning courses you know they can enroll for so there's a lot of material the point is people are not even aware of this 
magnificent knowledge that has existed for thousands of years hmm? i told the iit group uh, you call indian institute of technology the real indian technology is vedanta hmm? iit only teaching what uh, they've been discovered everywhere else but what is original to india is vedanta which the whole world needs needs it badly Absolutely. because you've seen what's happening to the world no intellect lovely no intellect at all correct <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the podcast so start these habits and share with us your progress using the hashtag the habit coach if you like this podcast don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on the ivm network you can listen to us on the ivm podcast app or ivmpodcast.com you can also follow us on social media we are at ivm podcasts on twitter and instagram if you want to reach out to me i am ashdin doc on twitter and instagram you can find lots more information on my website awesome180.com or check out different content on my youtube channel called awesome180 that's awesome180